I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey everyone, we are extremely happy and proud to announce that we will be taking part in a Movember campaign this year, and the time is nigh to begin this effort in earnest. We will be engaging in some sometimes not-so-friendly competition this year to see who can grow the best mo and who can raise the most dough. Are you Team Jer? You better be. Team Tay? Maybe Team Bri? Who do you think is going to come out on top? Let us know in the comments over on Instagram and YouTube. And in the meantime, put your money where your mouth is and head over to sickboypodcast.com slash Movember to pledge your allegiance. Men's health is near and dear to us. We've spent hours chatting with people who have been through the ringer with everything from cancer to suicidal ideation and the importance of developing a dialogue around these incredibly important topics. On November 8th, we'll be hosting a free live show for our friends at Movember. We'll be speaking with Mitch Hermanson, good friend of the podcast, as well as the director of development over at Movember. We'll also be speaking with John Allen, who is the Canada Research Chair in Men's Health Promotion at UBC's School of Nursing. And boy, oh boy, we can't wait. Last but not least, on November 1st, we're launching a shirt collection that is 100% Movember-inspired and 100% supporting our fundraising efforts. Every cent of profit from these t-shirt sales is going to the cause. So why not show your support and get some great new threads in the process? Go to shop.sickboypodcast.com to get yours today. Montgomery's team theorized, this is really interesting, they theorized that knocking out the pig gene for a carbohydrate that triggers rejection, a sugar molecule or glycan called alpha-gal would prevent the problem. So here's the fucking crazy part. That's a funny molecule name, right? Alpha-gal? I know. It sounds like an MLM. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It does. And we Uh, folks, spooky season's almost over, and no. that does make me sad. However, uh, what makes me glad is Christmas. that uh, Christmas is around the corner, but even more glad than that is that it is almost November time, and if you didn't fucking hear it in the ad that just ran seconds ago, we're doing a November campaign, and on top of that, we're going to be uh, releasing our t-shirts really soon, uh, some exclusive Movember merch. Exclusive. Uh, so shop.sickboypodcast.com. Keep your eyes peeled. On November there. 1st. Ooh, ooh. Like that's a couple days away. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, we're going to be getting shaved up. Uh, baby face is coming out, and we're going to be growing our mustaches as best we can. So make sure you're tuning in. YouTube to see this shit. That's you right. want to see these fucking We're hoping. We're, ho- we're hoping. It's not confirmed yet, but we're hoping to do it to have it done at a barbershop. Yeah. 
by my barber, Jer. Yeah, old Jer Bear. To get, the, uh, to get guys, a clean shave. How's my? Because you guys have nice beards right now. Taylor, not my so much, but uh, Jer, yours. Why you gotta nice. do me like that? <laughs> Ample right now. My beard's killer. <laughs> um, but I've been trying my best, you know, to, to like in You're prep, trying to grow a beard in preparation for the big shave down. You know, I've been wow. really putting in an effort here. So Jeremy's it, literally gonna have to cut skin off. Of you. <laughs> I know it will hurt, <laughs> and I feel like I'm at a disadvantage in the Movember money raising thing because, like, you know, I think you be- grow the best mustache out of all three of us. Do you think what that? I do? That wow, hurts my feelings. Super Sorry, flattering. Thank it you. really does. You got. I don't like your mustache. I really- Why? Hey, hey! It's begun, folks. Hey, listen, just because the competition's uh, off. Last last week on Feel <laughs> Fuck Good you Friday, and your family. Last week on Feel Good Friday, it was, we had a very vulnerable <clears throat> vulnerable conversation. Yeah, we're done with that. Fucking, they can't even see yeah. say vulnerable yeah. correctly. And, uh, I just want to say, I, I, uh, you know, uh, for me, um, growing facial hair is like a, a one of one area of my life where I feel a little bit self conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I look forward to November because. It's really in the spirit of Movember to be vulnerable yeah. and grow your facial hair at the same time. So it's something that I feel uncomfortable doing, right. but I'm going to give it yeah. my best effort. So if you want to support me, head over to my MoSpace page. Okay. Or go to it's mine. You know what? I look back on our episode from last week, for which we got a lot of great positive feedback. But I looked at that and I thought, wow, what a weak human I was last week. And I'm never going back there again. Oh God, Jesus <laughs> I'm never showing <laughs> my emotions like that. Ever again. Yeah, it's it, not. You're not uh, much of a specimen if you do that, are you? It was very cringe. Exactly. Um, so here we go, moving right along. Uh, no feelings uh, this week. <laughs> you've already heard 25 minutes of November shit already, and we're only three minutes into the episode. Uh, this <laughs> week we got a lot to cover because I had prepped an entire episode last week, and thinking that we were going to talk about Tricaptor for like three minutes. That didn't happen. We, we talked about crying it for, like babies. For, yeah, we cried about it for about an hour. So uh, we've got a bunch to get through. But uh, if you haven't listened to our recent uh, routine checkup episode with with Matthew Remsky, which was technically a turn me on episode that we re aired on the Sick Boy platform, Matthew Remsky, uh, who is the co host of Conspirituality podcast, does a lot of really amazing work and really smart guy. Conspirituality. If you haven't been following their Instagram, they are they're going deep and hard on MLMs right now. Um, <laughs> Multi-level marketing. Yes. I saw a super funny uh, meme on the weekend that was, was a picture of. I know what you're gonna say. Well, I don't. Do you have it? No, no, do you have no, a teed up? Uh, no, I don't think you have a teed up. Then I, I don't have a teed up, but I know what you're gonna say. Super, and I'll ac- <laughs> super accurate. <laughs> Just look at just look at the most. Let's talk about it off air. Just the most popular. (laughs) Just go back through the most popular meme pages and check out what they did over the past. I don't want anyone's feelings getting hurt. All right, listen. I'm not hurting anybody's feelings. Mystery of exotic infectious disease traced to aromatherapy room spray. Guys, this story is fucking bonkers. Okay, this is coming from CNN. A rare tropical infection has sickened people in the decidedly non-tropical states <laughs> of Minnesota, Kansas, as well as Texas. Wow. The wow. first pers- person to get sick from this in Kansas died in March. Whoa. There was a second death in June or July. Okay. They were all infected with a bacteria known as Burkholderia pseudomali. And the disease it causes is called malidoid. Uh, (laughs) Malioidosis, malioidosis, um, marked by nonspecific symptoms such as cough, shortness of breath, weakness, fatigue, nausea, 
yada, yada, yada. It's most commonly seen in Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, and northern, northern Australia, and is found in soil and contaminated water. So I looked up was it malioidosis. A, I, can't, I can't help it. I need to know right now. Was it like one of the gold dragons in the MLM or like in the pyramid scheme? You know, like one of the head honchos? Or no. Was it, no, was no, it no. One so of the underlings. So, so, th- so this actually has nothing to do with MLMs. Um, but, you know, like the reason I brought up that thing about Matthew Remsky is because this was posted. I, this came across my this came across my um, view through conspirituality. They posted the story Wait. and they're going hard on doTERRA right now, are, basically like and other MLMs. Are you sure? Sh- are you sure that has nothing to do with MLMs? No, it because, doesn't. It doesn't. Because I thought I read in the section of this article that most of these uh, most of these uh, conditions were were diagnosed shortly shortly after people explored exciting new business opportunities with uh, hot people they haven't seen since high school. No, 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 no. So, so we will get after to, getting a Lamborghini. We will get to where this kind of stemmed from. But before we do, I want to talk about malioid, malioid, malioidosis, okay, um, which is a fucking mouthful. Uh, you can see here, this is a graph about malioidosis, and it presents in a fuckload of different ways. Uh, you can see there at the bottom, it says malleodosis is able to affect any organ in the body. Um, can you read that? I can. Uh, Good for you. It's really far away. Uh, uh, something with malleodosis, this is really far away. Sorry, folks. Uh, <laughs> usually uh, have risk factors for diseases such as things like diabetes and other things. Um, and frequently give a history of something or something and i can't read that far so anyway you can read <laughs> if you're watching on youtube you can read this but you can see this this disease fucks people up in a whole bunch of different ways right so i went to cdc's website there are several types of malio mal man i gotta get this malioidosis did you, malioidosis did you google how to say it Correctly? No, but I'll do that now. <laughs> okay, because I'm really curious if you're nailing no, no, malioidosis. Malioidosis? No, I think it's malioidosis. Um, uh, pronunciation here. Let's let's see what the computer says. Remember the TikTok we did with all the mispronounced uh, medical go. terms? This is it, right? Yeah, Brian, that looks successful. Malioidosis. Malioidosis. Okay. Malioidosis. Pretty close. Yeah. So malioidosis, um, there are several types of it, and each has their own set of symptoms. However, it is important to note that malioidosis has a wide range of signs and symptoms that can be mistaken for other diseases, such as tuberculosis or more common forms of pneumonia. Localized infection can look like uh, localized pain or swelling, fever, ulcerations, and abscesses. Ooh, love a good abscess. Love watching a good abscess. Me, I don't. Pulmonary malioidosis looks like cough, chest pain, high fever, headache, anorexia. You just like straight up don't want to eat. Bloodstream infection of malleodosis looks like fever, headache, respiratory disease, or distress rather, abdominal discomfort, joint pain, disorientation. So obviously this ailment fucking sucks, right? Yeah. Not good. Back to the story. It is not expected uh, in middle America, this disease, and certainly not in lavender-scented aromatherapy spray <laughs> with gemstones. <laughs> so usually when Americans are diagnosed with malioidosis, it's associated with travel. But these co- cases popped up in the middle of a pandemic when international travel was virtually non-existent and none of the affected families had traveled. The U.S. Centers for D- Disease Control and Prevention issued a health alert in June 
when three cases in Kansas, Minnesota, and Texas were linked. So these people started like popping up with this weird disease. CDC pops in. They're going, there's a fucking commonality here. Mm. We got to get to the bottom of this. So they really trust the CDC. The great thing is it's really easy to contact trace in those MLMs because you can just see who's part of whose network. So it's not an MLM. (laughs) It's not an MLM. The the trail of the, when they were trying to find the sources, the trail gone cold in Kansas, said CDC epidemiologist Jennifer McQuinston, who helped lead the investigation. Can you imagine this being your job? You're an epidemiologist. You're, You're a disease detective. Essentially, that's pretty yeah. cool. Isn't it's that Kate, it's cool? Kate Winslet in uh, in Contagion. That's which. That's yeah, what her, right. That's what her I, job is. I feel like I missed my calling. <clears throat> uh, the CDC Fuck. worked with the state health departments to try to figure out how the people have become infected with such an unusual bug. "Quote: The teams really looked at personal care products. So they were looking at soaps, lotions, fucking food items, vitamins, things that they might have been exposed to. And because the they're reason- thinking that like this could be like a product recall for like." grocery like a grocery store recall or something like well maybe on those yes lines. and on top of that the thing about uh burkholderia pseudomali <laughs> is that it needs moist or wet environments in order to survive mm. yeah so they're looking at like that's why they're looking at hand sanitizer they're looking at things that are wet that could p- provide this breeding ground for this really um weird bacteria that shouldn't be in america yeah so what's what are like if you guys had to think of some moist wet Things that could transfer the virus. Like, what would come to mind right away? Condoms. <laughs> yeah, actually, that would probably that would be yeah. something. Yeah, anything sexually related. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, lube. <laughs> Fuck lube. I can't believe your guys' minds <laughs> went right there. Um, so, so they ended up finding it. Better homes and gardens, lavender and chamomile essential oil infused aromatherapy room spray with gemstones. Is it the gemstone part of it specifically? <laughs> well, it could be. No. So it's manufactured in India and it's sold at Walmart. This is the product right here. If you have this, folks, again, you can watch this on YouTube. Uh, here's an image of the product itself. You can see the gemstones in the bottom there. It looks like like sea salt. Oh, it's mm-hmm. got the gems. Oh, it's, it's not in it. It's not. It's, it's not, not just like dissolved. Into no, 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 no. Gemstones There's- is a is a marketing term there for sure. Look at that. Those are rocks. <laughs> well, rocks in the bottom. Someone of went that. to a playground and just scooped up the pebbles yeah, and stuck them in lot. <laughs> so, so the the um, the 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 product was recalled on Friday, um, and it's not clear which ingredient the spray, which ingredient within the spray was contaminated, but the gemstones might be the culprit. <laughs> uh, uh, Doctor McQuinston went on to say, rocks are collected from the environment. And there's bacteria in the environment. So if the rocks weren't sterilized before they were put into the spray, that's a possibility. The other thing is the possibility that another component was contaminated and the rocks made a little microenvironment in the bottle for the bacteria to grow uh, in. Oh, um, yeah. Because of their sp- packed together. Yeah, or, well, it's like... Or, it's, or there's like think about space. Think about like... Um, think about life on other planets, right? Mm-hmm. Like the two things that you need, or at least that's, that they think are required for life on another planet to exist is water mm. and and rocks. Yeah. Or like the environment that's like in the crevices of my sweaty cycling equipment when I put it in a bag and leave it there. One hundred percent. That's a special environment. That is a special environment. That's alien life at it. That's that's how it would be born. But there's got to be life on other planets, right? Because if I can just 
stick a couple of sweaty pieces of clothes and create my own environment, it's got to be somewhere on another. Dude, planet, I bet right? you, you shove a few gemstones up your ass, you're gonna create a whole new form of life. That that's what. That's what I don't get. If you like, if you leave a piece of like meat out in the garbage, and then like, and then there's just maggots on it. Like, where do they? I, I, where do they come from? Yeah, like, like fruit flies. Just, like fruit flies. They just show up. I know, right? Yeah. It's like they it's, show up. It's like it's like they're it's like um. Oh, what's the movie? Is it World War of the Worlds? Yeah, where they're already living within the Earth. Is that War of the War of the Worlds? No, I think they come from space. What's Stran- the Stranger Things? What's is the a good one that? What's too. the movie or show? Stranger Things is a different dimension that yeah, we watched could, recently. Exactly, that's where maggots are. A different dimension. They come from the upside down, and they come via old meat. Right <laughs> via the via the path of of old meat. Ay ay ay! It's probably true. So anyway, uh, reading that story, I, I love, I love scent. I love a good candle. Mm-hmm. My apartment's full of candles. I like essential oil. I like essential oil mm-hmm. scent too. But this got me, this got me reconsidering the fucking. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe the key is to be wary. I mean, we all know. Okay, lavender, mint. Uh, eucalyptus. I mean, they like, cure cancer. We know this. Th- these are some. Of the I things- learned this in my in my DoTerra uh, right, workshop the, the other yeah, day. Right, with all your MLM fellows. We 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 know that these. I'm things- part of the the zero point zero zero one percent making <laughs> bank bank. Now we know that those things are. You know, you can you can you can put those in a diffuser, and there's no issue. I mean, there's been you know billions of hours of use of that shit, and there's no harm. But at least as far as we know, but you, but then maybe be wary of the, of the product like this one. That's like, (laughs) Hey, here are some ingredients in here that you really got to ask yourself why. Well, guys, no, 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 no. This is, this is a fundamental truth that we know about the universe. Like this is as true as like beer before liquor makes you sicker. Like we never go ass to mouth. You never put gemstones in essential oil bottles like they they just they mean nice you knew that already own. or yes, this is a new this rule. is a fundamental truth about the universe we just know yeah. this and this person as concrete as completely blatantly and ignorantly i might say I don't know about just totally <laughs> like you're just, like you think just it's totally cool. you think it's like you're like you're you're <laughs> pro astomath hey man i've watched a lot of movies <laughs> And when I say movies, I mean films is a better videos. <laughs> and when I say videos, I mean porn. <laughs> and Astomath doesn't seem to be a very big That's deal. because they cut, dude. Yeah. It's a cut. Do you like, think yeah, a you're right. Wash off well, really no. no, no, I've seen some like very No, there's very definitely one cam, one take, no cut. <laughs> Straight ATM, and but you know do you what? think that person that, got Burkhard diamelioid? You know what? There's probably a right there's probably that. a significant disinfectant no. process that happens afterwards. It's probably it's mandatory. It's called anal douching. No, I mean afterwards and yeah. beforehand. As oh, to be yeah. fair, there are people who are in everything. So I there's a lid yeah. for every pot, and that's okay. There's Actually, a, there's a what? A lid, a lid for every pot. Uh, speaking of that, Bridie and I just recorded an episode. Turn me on that came out this week, and. Uh, and we were talking about honey fuckers. And it's people that are into fucking bees. Oh, my Lord. Can you do that, though? I want to know about that. Yeah, you, like you they, can fuck anything, dude. The hives or like the like <laughs> little... Point to anything in the room, I yeah, swear I'll, to God. I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll fuck it. <laughs> I can't believe this is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, hey, tune in. We talk about chronic illness and hear people's stories about what it's like to be sick. Yeah, let's... Uh, talk let's, about fucking bees. Let's move on to another story. And, and so this is, this is a story that is actually... Uh, creating massive waves throughout the the world of health. Um, 
crazy, crazy story here. U.S. surgeons successfully test pig kidney transplant in human patients. Yeah. I loved this story. So this was happening. Uh, the procedure happened at NYU Langone Health in New York City. And it involved the use of a pig whose genes had been altered so that its tissues no longer contained a molecule known to trigger almost immediate rejection. Okay. Mm. And we're going to get back to this pig because there's a whole piece in here about that that really fucking blows my mind. But the recipient who got this transplant, and this is very interesting too, they were brain dead. So they were a brain dead patient. Oh, right. With signs of kidney dysfunction. Because they're testing it on this. Yes. So, right. So this person was like, like, no activity in the brain, but their body was showing um, signs of dysfunction within the kidney, which was separate to the brain, right? So, right? so they've got this body, brain dead, kidney's not really working that well. So the doctors um, went to the family, and the family consented to the experiment before this woman was due to be taken off life support. So doctors come together. They take this woman, they transplant a pig kidney into her, and for three days, the new kidney that was attached to her blood vessels may, remained outside of her body, and they, the researchers monitored it, and over those three days, everything was completely normal. Whoa. Um, it, there's got to be a huge ethical ramifications for this. Well, so there In was... Way? Just like like putting another animal's organ into our... They've been doing that forever. What, trying to do it forever. So, what, but Yeah, but where, when have they successfully done that to a living person? They did it uh, with a monkey With an heart. organ? Yep. A monkey heart in like the 60s. Well, the I 60s think. sounds like it wasn't the most, most that ethical person, time well, to be alive. The person so, lived for three days, for, I think, after the operation. I mean, it was a similar situation he where was like, a, this he person's going to die. But is he, 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 was a, he was a prisoner. They, were, they had him up for, uh, he, was, he was up for life. Uh, sorry, uh, the no, death sentence. And no, they were like, not, just check a fucking heart. It's not, I don't think that there's an ethical dilemma. Well, there is. There's got to there, be. There's a, yeah. there's a bunch of ethical things that go in, into, that are at play here. Maybe not in the way that you're thinking. but I'm, I mean, in, 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 in procuring uh, permission. Exactly. So there was an entire team of, of ethicists that were a part of the discussion on how to approach the family about going, hey, your loved one is dying. There's nothing we can do. Can we do this procedure on them? And of course, the family consented. So I can't believe they didn't bring us in, into that because we're kind of experts on communicating with people in these situations. Yeah. And like we would have said, you know, tell a joke when you do it and then we'll make it fine. So Dr. Robert Montgomery Robert, right Robert, yeah. here, uh, this jolly fellow. Looks like Dr. Phil. He was the, uh, watch what you say because I'm trying to get him on the show. Uh, he, <laughs> he was the guy that led the study. Uh, pretty impressive human. Uh, the kidney made, quote, the amount of urine that you would expect from a transplanted human kidney, he said. And there was no evidence of the vigorous early rejection seen in unmodified pig kidneys um, that are transplanted into non-human primates. The recipient's abnormal creatine level, an indicator of poor kidney function, returned to normal after the transplant. In the United States, nearly, this is staggering, nearly 107,000 people are presently waiting for organ transplants, including more than 90,000 awaiting kidney transplants alone. Whoa. And, and, almost, and according to the that. United Network for Organ Sharing, wait times for an average uh, kidney average is three to five years. Right. And, and 500,000 people 
who are currently on dialysis that because of the, where they are in their kidney function don't even qualify for a for kidney transplant. transplant. Yeah. So they they described in the in the Jeremy and I I came to this from two different places and yesterday mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, did you see this thing?" and he was like, "Yeah, I got it for the episode tomorrow." And from the piece that I was reading, they they likened they likened the potential benefit of this to like the potential uh the to the potential of wind and solar energy over the next 30 years in terms of uh accessibility like being able to produce mm. um and and get uh, or, or create availability mm. for organ transplant to humans so crazy. yeah according to this article from Reuters at uh, Rio Tours um, Reuters, uh, Reuters, Reuters. Yeah. Uh, researchers Reuters. have been working for decades on the possibility of using animal organs for transplant, but have been stymied over how to prevent immediate rejection by the human body. Now, Montgomery's team, again, Dr. Montgomery, this good looking fellow. He's like, a. so I, I retract my Dr. Let's, Phil thing. We don't he's need like, to comment on his appearance. He's like Dr. <laughs> Phil's younger, but this is, this is an audio. I, I think you know, this is also for the podcast. <laughs> and so we're just describing so that somebody who uh, might, might not be able to see. He so looks like Brad understand. Pitt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mixed with Dr. Phil. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Montgomery's team theorized, this is really interesting. They theorized that knocking out the pig gene for a carbohydrate that triggers rejection a sugar molecule or glycan called alpha-gal would prevent the problem. So here's the fucking crazy part. That's a funny molecule name, right? Alpha-gal? I know. It sounds like an MLM. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It does. Um, This is crazy. The genetically altered pig, dubbed gal-safe, was developed by United Therapeutics Corp. uh, uh, Revivacore unit. It was approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in December 2020 for use as food for people with meat allergy and as a potential source of human therapeutics. Wait, so hold on. This is the thing that they're using to modify the pig to make it so that they can use the kidney. So, so right? Is that right? Yes. So, so GalSafe is, let's say GalSafe is the name of a pig. Galsafe is the pig that was genetically altered and Great. created yeah. by this company, United Therapeutics Corp. and their Revivacore re- re- unit. Okay. So they made this pig because they were going, people that are allergic to meat, maybe we could make a pig that they could eat. Oh. Also, so that maybe pig, we could use this pig for therapeutics in humans. Because it has like a different genetic makeup than it doesn't. It doesn't have the molecule, the sugar molecule or glycan called alpha gal. So they, right. they've taken yeah. that away from this pig. So it's gal safe. It's gal safe. Yeah. And so Dr. Uh, Dr. Montgomery saw this when it decided, all right, let's try this pig's liver or kidney rather. And that was the fucking kidney that worked. Now have either, I, I feel like you both haven't, cause I've talked about this a number of times with wow. you off air, but have you guys read, um, the Margaret Atwood book, um, uh, Jesus Christ, it's my fucking favorite book, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm forgetting the name right not now. Not The Handmaid's Tale. But, no, it's uh, not The Handmaid's Tale. It is uh, Orcs and Crake. No, I've never read Margaret Ackward. She's incredible. And Orcs and Crake is a part of a, a three-book trilogy, and it's about a, a, a near future that we are looking at where genetic 
genetically altered pigs are a big part of this series. Like Planet of the Apes, except with pigs? Dude, uh, no. Yes and no, but definitely no. <laughs> um, but these genetically altered pigs play a big role in this, in this series. Yeah. And when I read this shit, I was like, God damn. Margaret Atwood she was has... right. A, she, well, just like Handmaid's Tale, she's eerily right about a lot of like in, in a very grandiose way she she has mm. this way of like predicting the future in a really scary way and this is very much in line with this prediction you mean like all the worst parts of the future all the worst yeah. parts just, of humanity in yeah. the future and like what we potentially could look at she just kind of right. like calls it you know it's like we look at the shit that's going on in texas right now with like with women's rights and an abortion law dude that's some fucking handmaid's tale shit right there that like, is like <clears throat> and 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 not even that far from the fucking yeah you know it's like it's it's the it's the flashback scenes from the handmaid's tale where they're telling you like the origin story of the of the movement that ends up k- taking control of mm. america which becomes yes. it's like the one what step they become uh gideon get i think it's called gideon is it not it starts with a g but i don't think it's gideon yeah get it yeah. Gillian, Gillian, Gilligan's Gilead, Island. Gilead. That's it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, nice, fucking nice, dude. Gilead, <laughs> good job, guys. Um, medical products developed from the pigs would still require specific FDA approval before being used in humans. The agency said other researchers are considering whether gal-safe pigs can be a source of everything from heart valves to skin grafts for human patients. Um, and the NYU kidney transplant experiment should pave the way for trials in patients with end-stage kidney failure, possibly in the next year or two, said Montgomery, uh, who himself is a heart transplant recipient. Oh, no way. Yeah. Dude, oh, that's, they, again, that's let's crazy. just look how handsome he is. Did he get a monkey heart? He is super handsome. I he looks so. like uh, sure you got a if, fucking human heart. if, if uh, Dr. Phil was super handsome and like Dr. Phil's younger, super handsome brother. Yeah, like if Dr. Phil him. and Brad Pitt were a couple and yeah. they could copulate. Yeah, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the current exp- experiment involved a single transplant and the kidney was left in place for three days. So any future trials are likely to uncover new barriers that would need to be overcome. Um, and patients would probably be patients with low odds of receiving human kidney and poor prognosis on dialysis. So that, that's another really interesting thing. For a lot of these people, he said, the mortality rate is as high as it is for some cancers. And Whoa. we don't think twice about using new drugs and doing new trials in cancer patients when it might give them a couple of months to live. So his whole thing is going, if you are a patient with this like kidney disease and you have really low odds of surviving, why not try like why not try to stick a fucking pig kidney in you on the outside wait. of your body so we can look at it? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So where does the ethical um where does where does the ethical conversation come in? Um, is it just about approaching the? Yeah. So the research they, in the article they went on to say the researchers worked with medical ethicists, legal and religious experts to vet the concept before asking the family for temporary access to a brain dead patient. So like mm. the ethics aren't in putting a, a a pig organ in a person. The ethics are. Are, are surrounding the people that either consent by themselves or the families that consent to the use of their yeah. loved one. So yeah, the, I was curious so. if, if like in terms of the ethics, I know nothing like this is a total bro science, like reach here. But, but I was, I was wondering if there was an ethical conversation that would have to be had about 
taking a pig organ, putting it in a human body, and then having risk of like transmitting like disease that could only be you know spread in um yeah. pigs and then and then all of a sudden now that's a we are a COVID, risk for co- the human race yeah. covid 20 that is yeah. pretty boring yeah, right. but i think you're onto something but in i was just wondering that- if there's in that concept like are we you know, like how does this one thing is there a possibility of this one time that we do this it ends up affecting yeah. well you other, should read orcs and crake and find out what happens well, in the end when i was, so I was um, right when i was i was trying Margaret. to uh, put together a video that never that never really came to be i did the research for it and then never never did the production on it but um into the history of transplant um this is months and months ago now and looking into like the history of transplant going back to you know a thousand years ago when they were trying to you know extend people's lives by you know, doing, doing stuff that never, that never worked. And ultimately, ultimately it wasn't until like the fifties or the sixties where they discovered uh rejection medication because like that was the fundamental thing. Um, but, uh, and there was also, there's also like a DNA component where like, if you don't have matched DNA to the, um, to the organ or the skin or whatever, right? Skin's an organ then like it'll just never ever work and it was and it was rejection meds that went into that but before they were they knew that there had to be a dna match uh which had to be human they 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 were doing it with animals so like it was always uh it was very frequently like trying to skin graph and all this stuff with with animal organs and shit and that was like a big part of the experimentation of trying to make organ transplant work was you, always really with Do you know the name animals. for transplantation between animals to humans? Uh yes. Anamorphs. Fuck, I can't remember. Xenotransplantation. Right. Okay, it if is- you had to have a xenotransplantation take place in your body, what animal and what organ would you want? Horse dick eat immediately, dude. Come on. <laughs> surprisingly fast that makes sense you even have yeah. to think about i it. want a think? dick that hangs down past my knees yeah i want that be... mr hand shit you know no, you know what you know annoying. what i would do i would get a horse heart yeah yeah there you go you know why because then horse cap horse caps that's what i want i want I'd, a horse quad <laughs> then i could uh, be the best cyclist on planet Earth. i think i'd do spider eyes uh, according to the FDA government website, I just pulled this up. Xenotransplantation <gasps> is any procedure that involves the transplantation, implementation, or infusion into a human recipient of either A, live cells, tissue, or organs from a non-human animal source, or B, human body fluids, cells, tissue, or organs that have ex vivo contact with live non-human animal cells, tissue, or organs. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Switch my answer. What do you switch it to? Uh, wolf lungs. Oh, that sounds cool. So wolves, you can howl. Wolves have the highest VO two max of any animal on the planet. That's crazy. It's crazy that's that everything you think about is is associated with biking. 
not necessarily just activity in general, but you know, yeah. it happens to be. Biking. I would pick um scorpion skin because it glows. It's like black light glows glows in the dark. I do rhino skin. Oh, that'd be cool. I, I mean, we're do- getting into the area of like we're getting in the Marvel universe now. Yeah, fuck yeah, we are, dude. Xenotransplantations <laughs> the next the big thing. Yeah, because if you had rhino skin, you do like there like. It might not be bulletproof, but like you would, you it would in a comic book, it would probably be. It, which reminds me of another book that Margaret Atwood wrote, which was amazing. It was called Spider Man, <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. I would take, I would, yeah, I would take Spider Spider. Um, a really amazing social commentary that one was Spider Brain. <laughs> if you had to, t- if you had to, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh my just, god, I'm just Let's curious. Have that conversation. I'm just curious, just for a I second. I want to be invisible. Just really quick, because I know that you guys probably have a quick I answer. I want to fly. Invisibility. I'm, would be for me personally invisibility would be great some pretty serious ethical ethical uh ethical lines are crossing with invisibility as we know know from the boys you're taking it the wrong way i would uh, the uh, the thing i love about invisibility is the the ability to pull off did you watch uh invisible man pull off what jeremy unbelievable pranks dude especially around halloween time you could fuck people up are you the only person with invisibility yeah, and I'm walking around like taking taking pots and pans in in the kitchen and fucking floating them around. And I feel like a lot of superpowers that. would lead to the ability to pull off unbelievable pranks. Like yeah. even like you could pull off amazing pranks if you could fly or if you could run super fast. And yeah, so. I mean, with a pessimistic view of the human experience and race in general, I'd say it'd probably be used to commit crimes. Well, that's what makes the boys so great. Yeah, and um, invincible also so great. Uh, here's another crazy story. It has nothing to do with Sick Boy, but it just it feels like I'd be doing the world a disservice if we didn't fucking talk about this. Golden BC. Okay, I, I kind of want to like, fuck it. I'll just give you the, the title. This is a BBC, or sorry, CBC article. Golden BC woman nearly hit by a meteorite. Oh, wow. That this, is cool. This is crazy here okay here's how the, near can yo, you get hit by a meteorite this near you don't, this. Ha, you don't have to be that you can be pretty far away to i actually saw dude, it, right i actually this saw this near. no it, here's a photo dude i saw this of this woman's bed where she was sleeping no and here's a photo of the fucking meteorite almost the same size as her skull next to her pillow oh, so it landed that's not, on her bed that's not like a piece of it that broke dude, off. dude no that is the fucking meteorite itself i mean any bigger than that it would have uh, right. probably ended mankind that's so cool that that was in space and now and wait so did it, it then it's just did, is there head. a photo of like where did it come through her roof it blasted through her roof into her bed wow. while she was sleeping rush hamilton while she was sleeping right yeah Ru- or sorry ruth rush ruth hamilton was sound asleep last week when she was awoken by her dog barking the sound of a crash through her ceiling and the feeling of debris on her face. The resident of Golden BC said Monday, she said she jumped out of the bed, turned on the lights to figure out what had happened and discovered a hole in her ceiling. Quote, I've never been so scared in my life. She said of the October 3rd incident, quote, I wasn't sure what to do. So I called 911. And when I was speaking with the operator, I flipped over my pillow and saw a rock had slipped between two pillows. A police officer was immediately sent to investigate. She said initially, the officer suspected it was debris from a con- construction site on a nearby highway. He called the construction site, she said, and they said they hadn't done a blast, but that they had seen an explosion in the sky. And right then and there, we realized it was a meteorite. That's crazy. Wow. They concluded it must have been a fragment from a meteor shower that took place earlier that night. Uh, the officer soon left, but she couldn't get back to sleep. 
She said she was in shock no doubt. and sat there for a few hours shaking. The odds of that happening are so small. I'm pretty grateful to be alive. She said she was going to keep the meteorite, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you could sell it for quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah, That's a big probably. rock, too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Look at this again. Guys. I, I'm surprised, it didn't, if you I'm see surprised it didn't burn through the bed. I know what you could do. Fucking crazy. You could you could crush it up and start to mix it in to uh, bottles of <laughs> essential oils and sell that. Uh, that is very true. As meteor meteorite essential oil, you could you probably would only need like a really 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 yeah. small piece of rock to put in the thing to like yeah. really sell it as yeah. like a, a really exciting and then people wouldn't product. get lung cancer for like years and years and years and by then like you're not selling it anymore and you're off the hook completely. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. You could start a whole MLM company around that. You could start a cult around that. You probably could because. You're, You're the there, chosen one. There would be people who would follow If she you. had charisma, yeah. this one would be like, I am the chosen one. The meteorite came to me. This meteorite yes. is God's kidney stone. It's, 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 and it's, he pissed this out onto me. It's like God's... He gave me a golden shower. It's like God's <laughs> laser pointer, and he selected, PC. pointed this lady yeah. out. Yeah. This was so not in line with uh our podcast but i mean you know whatever i just found it too too fascinating not to well, broadcast we actually don't really know about her mental health after the situation because to be fair it sounded like she stayed up all night yeah. you know really contemplating what the meaning of life yeah. was and that sounds like Dude, a, a, yeah, yeah you would you you definitely would be like wow i was connection this close to being like i mean have you been close to a lightning strike yes yes yeah how close uh but 100 meters away I, That's pretty close. Yeah, I've been like I, I was, uh, I was, it was the scare. It was the scariest and most crazy sound I've ever heard. Same. Yeah, I was about fifty meters away, and it was it, your butthole goes. I was about fifty as well, but I was in, I was inside when I saw it, um, so it wasn't really like I was in a canoe. Oh well, that is it was awful, unsafe. Yeah, it was bad. We had we got off the river right away. Guess where I was? In a canoe. No, I was on a bike, obviously. <laughs> Duh. Um, well, here's something that's a little bit more upper alley and something that's very close to home. Halifax. Uh, male stamina drugs seized from Halifax Corner Store can be dangerous, experts warned. Oh, those are the ones Taylor was talking about the other day. Uh, this has come from the They've CBC They've been totally well. fine for me. The seizure of an unauthorized erectile dysfunction drug from a Halifax convenience store has prompted a warning from health officials about the potentially dangerous product. On October 12th, Health Canada issued a safety alert advising that a product called Rush Hour 72 was <laughs> seized from a convenience for you on Bedford Highway near Larry Utech Boulevard. It's about uh, 10 minutes from here. I know exactly I feel, which one it is. I this, feel like the Larry Utech, not to get too geo-specific here, but I feel like the Larry Utech community would be the only community that would be buying that that drug. You I know? can see a couple of people from that area <laughs> definitely hopping down to the yeah. convenience for you to buy some I feel like, rush hour seventy. I feel like no I feel like there's no I feel like now I feel like there's no shortage of of uh of marriages that could that could use a little pick <laughs> me up. Especially in that area. Overall, yeah, you know, attack. because uh, because they got that their regular commute into their nine to five, you know, they gotta pay their bills on their yeah. nice big house that yeah. they bought. Shame on you for living a, lot a, of sense, a regular man. life. You know what? I feel good. I feel good shitting on Bedford right now because I'm from Lower Sackville. And this is like, <laughs> this was a pastime when I was growing up. So uh, the single dose pill packaging touts 72 hours of stamina, uh, stamina and says that it's 100% natural guaranteed. Here's an image of the, the dude. I love this. You can see it right here. It's $14.99. You get one pill and uh, high quality. 
Uh, it says 100% natural guaranteed. Uh, longer, harder, and more stamina. Natural male performance. Who do you guys think are the real people buying these things? Because I imagine that that's, that's the type of pill that like like in high school, I'd be sitting around, like probably junior high, I'd be sitting around with my friends and like going out to like Dude, a, a convenience store at lunch and be like, hundred percent. Hey, let's all grab one of these. One of, yeah. one of you has to take this and then everybody yeah. chipping in their it's money like the, and buying it for It's them. like the, the hot chip challenge, except it's like, let's all just get, <laughs> let's all get uh, fucking priapism. Um, uh, Dr. Hallie Bald, the medical director at the Health Act Central Health Center, questions those claims, those claims being hundred percent natural. Uh, quote, we're not entirely sure if this is a drug that's been approved through Health Canada. So that's the problem. Health Canada told CBC News via email that Rush Hour 72 was seized and tested in 2017. So a while ago. Wow. And was found to contain both Sidenafil and Tadalafil, which are prescription drugs. Chlorophyll. To treat <laughs> erectile dysfunction. Health Canada also states on its website that products like these may contain cheap filler ingredients not listed on the label. The products may be uh, made under unsanitary conditions and could be contaminate, contaminated with mold, bacteria, and oh, chemicals used to make other products at the same site. Similar drugs have been seized across the country, often from convenience stores and adult stores, according to Health Canada. The bald said that erectile dysfunction drugs are prescription only for a fucking reason. Mm. And that reason is they may have other medi- uh, medications. They may interact with other medications or conditions so so if so if like viagra was uh like counter like was like uh was like pure cocaine these pills rush hour 72 would be like crack cocaine yeah sort of yeah yeah and also if pure cocaine was like a prescription (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you know so uh she said if someone is using these medications we usually like to speak with them and counsel them first because we need to know their health history specifically if they have a history of cardiovascular disease. So if someone's taking a medication that dilates the blood vessels or the blood vessels could dilate too much, then they could lose consciousness or have very low blood pressure. That's one thing. But this could also lead to, and we've talked about it a number of times, I just said it right there, the painful condition known as priapism. priapism. Do you guys remember what priapism is? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Too hard for too long. Do you remember the other name for priapism? I said this the other day while you were here while I was recording with Bridie. Oh, dick explosion? Angel lust. Mm. Do you know why it has the name angel lust? Oh, man. Because you want to die? Because when people get hanged, oftentimes they will experience priapism. And so angel lust is the nickname for priapism. Wow. As it is the thing that happens when you... Have your neck snapped in the way that wasn't shouldn't have That's been? That's really you know. Dark. I know we're jo- I know this is a this is a funny little segment here with the uh, with the pill with the pill and everything. But you know, there's a there's a um, it, it has to do with when you get um, things like supplements, um, like in the supplement world. This like where where you're sort of you're you're sort of hovering on the line between something that should be prescribed. Or, or can be sold over the counter and you're really yeah. kind of like hugging the line there or some product, some products do. And then like the supplement world in terms of like athletes who, you know, take, you know, they're taking X, Y, and Z to, you know, whatever, for whatever reason that they're doing it for, depending on their sport, like where those things get made and if, and what else do they make? Mm. Like what else? So like you, you might, you get some supplement companies you might get a supplement company that that 
contracts a, fa- a manufacturing facility to make this this like protein or creatine mix for them. But that same place might also be contracted by that company to make this boner pill. Mm. And then if the if the if the way that they clean the if the way that they clean the things that they mix everything in isn't like crazy dialed in. Well, that's I mean that's like why why you see sometimes like in MMA, you'll see an athlete. I mean, I, like this has been a, a case a couple of times where an athlete gets nailed by USADA for mm-hmm. taking a performance enhancing drug, and they're going. But whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't. I was just taking like the supplements that I na- that I right. have always normally taken. And it could be like, hey, this this ingredient that's in this boner pill that is banned by USADA got and that- just like just blown over the counter into the yeah. vat next to it yeah. that was making the creatine, or, or just whatever. in the vat yeah. that they made the same. They yes. made both things in the same vat. Yeah, they didn't yeah. clean it properly. Yeah. And so, like for that reason, with supplement companies, there's like a. I know I was listening to uh, Jeff. Uh, the guy that works for USADA, Jeff. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know USADA that he, well. He's like he's 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 the guy. He's the guy that oversees. Yeah, I don't even know what USADA stands for. Jeff Miller. No, he's the guy that he's the guy that oversees the UFC, the USADA's sure. program with the sure, UFC. Sure, sure. And he he was talking about um, there's like a third party a third party agency that like certifies manufacturing facilities for Got this you. reason to to right. say like. Yeah. Unless you're using a product that yeah. has this like seal of approval on it, you know, like everything that doesn't have that, like you're taking a, you're gambling. Yeah, and yeah, if you get yeah. popped and it doesn't have that symbol on it, then yeah. like you're not going to have any recourse for not being in trouble. Did you yeah. hear that on Rogan? <clears throat> I did. <laughs> heard it on Rogan. I uh, heard, heard it here first, folks, on Rogan. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, if you're, if, you're, if you're experiencing erectile dysfunction, don't go to the convenience store. Don't go to Excitement Video on Sackville Drive or on Main Street, Dartmouth. Go to your doctor and talk to them. Yes, very much And so. they might be able to help you because um, taking 72-hour rush hour or 70, 72 rush hour, rush hour 72, whatever the fuck it is, it's probably not good for your pee-pee. Yeah, because erectile dysfunction is a condition and yeah. you can yeah. get treatment for it. Yeah, you can get that figured out. And if you can't, there's lots of other things that you can do to live a satisfying life. Yeah. Also, in terms of uh, performance, welcome to ang- your prostate. In terms of performance anxiety, it's not a pill is not even going to help you. So you might have to go to my favorite thing, guys. Therapy. Say it with me. Yeah. There we go. Therapy. Hey, uh, are you guys ready for this week's edition of <gasps> What the Hell? Yes. Halloween really, edition. I like that you did it like that. That uh, that made me feel. I I, I might have a priapism in about six. We really got to just. We, we got to make a. We got to make a fucking. Yes. Something like a button that you can press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good when you like. I like the energy you bring to it so, every time. So, do you guys see my shirt I'm wearing right now? Yes, Texas uh, Chainsaw. I wear, I wear this shirt a lot. Okay, I was gonna say, do you know what this is from? Yes. Of course. And yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. In case no one heard Brian say it while we were talking mm-hmm. over him, I love this shirt. This is my. This is my one of my. It's probably my favorite shirt right now. I really like that shirt on you too. Yeah, it's great. And uh, I just recently, I'm, I'm going through my 31 days of horror uh, that I do every year, which I try to watch 31 uh, horror movies in the month of October. And uh, that's got to uh, be challenging. It is. It's hard. Yeah. It is hard. Uh, TCM watched it two nights ago, three nights ago. Classic horror movie. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. It's um, it's very campy, fucking weird and hilarious. But like the original. 
The original, yes. Now, why am I talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre right now? Well, I want to cut to a clip from that movie. Uh, and this is going to relate to this week's What the Health. Can we legally play this on uh, I don't know. I think you can play a, a, a certain time limit of it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 33 minutes, so here we go. <laughs> this is the first Anybody death home? in the film. Yeah, I know this scene. Hello? God, I love this scene. In the middle of the day... At a beautiful home in the country, okay? Now, here's the thing that I want you to keep an eye on. When this guy dies, I want you to keep an eye on his body and what happens to it, okay? <laughs> Hello? We, are, are we going back to the pig transplant? Somebody's getting the pig kidney out. <laughs> Jesus, he hit him so hard. Okay, watch this. See this? Oh, jeez. Oh, baby. Love it. You mean like the way that his body was like shake? Like, yeah. Like convulsing kind of? Yeah. Now, do you think that that is unrealistic? Well, I know that it's realistic now because I know where yeah. like, that we're going into a segment to talk Even about yeah, before yeah, but, that. But take that away. <laughs> Even before that, I would have said that that is realistic because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if someone gets like struck over the head extremely hard that that might induce like a seizure okay, or let's, something. Yeah. Now, and honestly, that kind of looked like Taylor when he passed out of that fire. Yeah, Taylor, right. It's not true. Now let's yeah, roll with you this. Were, you were out cold. You don't remember. Follow Ryan's me. Like, you had a huge boner. <laughs> <laughs> follow me. He had angel lust kicked in. Uh, follow me here. Let's say that first strike killed him instantly. You still think like maybe that that's a thing that could happen? Yeah. It's like a chicken running around with its head cut off. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Interesting that you said that. So, when I watched this movie the other day, I that scene hit, and the thing that struck the thing that struck me, no pun intended, was 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 how how insanely violent the first strike is. Like he hit him so hard. But then when he goes into the convulsion, I remember turning to Leah and and going, "I don't think that happens. Like I don't think that's how that works." Well, I was sitting here. I was sitting at the at the condo like. 30 minutes ago and Leah sends me this Instagram uh, post. Oh Jesus. And, and I was like, Oh my God, what the fuck is this? And it reminded me of the scene. And this is where this is all coming together. So this is from the Jerry- hall of meat video. No, where no. Crashes on his skateboard. No, 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 no. It's Jerry science. So here's the video. Okay. This is a hunk of meat, but watch this. See that meat fucking wiggling and oh, squiggling whoa. around? That's where all the maggots are. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, dude that, that ain't maggots. That's hard to look at. So, obviously, this meat is not attached to any living thing. This is just dead meat. What type of meat is it? Do we know? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Uh, but what the post said was meat can ri- wiggle, sorry, wriggle after being cut off due to, due to muscle fibers contracting during blood loss. The nervous system is essential to the body's movement. Without it, animals and brains could not move. <laughs> Therefore, when a chicken's head is cut off, uh, but the spinal cord and nervous system is left intact, the chicken can move around. Movement after death or decapitation can happen in other animals too. Which I just think is A, fascinating, B, spooky as fuck. And since this is our last spooky season 
episode of Feel Good Friday, I thought this was a great addition to What the Health. That video just made me <clears throat> feel weird. Doesn't? Let's look at it yeah. again. No, I don't. Yeah, let's so, look at, look at that. Look at, look at that. No, no, I, really, I really don't like that. Look at all those movements. What are what are the yeah. ends? Are they like like just muscle fibers? It's just muscle fibers. Oh, just like fuck. twitching and... Yeah, and, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. That makes me feel really uncomfortable. Isn't that yeah. fucking crazy? Yeah, it's crazy because that crazy. was a guy's leg. Like, that's a human leg. It makes me think about like you know the guillotine like the the old ancient <laughs> um, was watching it uh, like the actual guillotine like the actual guillotine like the 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 the, the not, machine used for ki- killing people not the Brazilian jiu-jitsu no, technique no 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 the actual guillotine which was a which was a giant which was a basically a hole that someone would stick their head through and attached to like a, a rigging system there's a giant blade within like this this sort of sheath system and they pull the rope and the blade drops down on the, on the subject's head, slices their head off immediately. Well, uh, Dan, uh, what's his name? Who does uh, hardcore history? Dan uh, Carlin, Dan Carlin. He, he does a, a, an amazing, it's, it's my favorite episode of hardcore history of all time. It's called pain fortainment. And it's all about, um, it's all about like, the entertainment of pain, the entertainment of, of execution throughout history. So like people that would show up to these public executions for entertainment purposes, guys getting their heads cut off or like whatever the fuck is happening. And one of the things that has been reported, you know, way back in the fucking 17th century and, and 16th and, and 18th century of these people getting executed, especially through the guillotine was like, the guillotine would sever the head and whether the head falls down and is like exposed to the, the audience or whether the head's picked up by the executioner, <sighs> there would be, there would be reportings and whether or not this is true, I, you know, we don't know, but reportings, like, Hey, what the fuck? No, but reporting <laughs> back on re- reportings of the head still looking around with these fucking expressions on their face of terror. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not unbelievable, but it's I'm not saying it's unbelievable. I'm saying it's fucking like, okay, definitely crazy. Think about. If that happened, that happened to you, do you think that those express like, do you think that those are your last moments? I mean, if I got my head cut off, how how quickly and and if your face is doing that, do you think that there's a part of you that's still no, still conscious elect- of going like, no, think, oh my god, my head just got cut off. It's electrical signals. It's like it's like what we were talking about with Ailey about the heart and why the heart can pump but, after it's. But, over but I also you know. I also wonder. I, That's the I thing wonder, about the brain. Dude, it's like dude, yes. and consciousness and and our soul. Like, yeah, but there's dude, a. No, I, I bet I guarantee you there's an answer for this. No, my question is. I don't how, think we know the answer. Though. My question is how we quickly do. we don't listen. Listen. Listen, guys. I've looked it up. Brian clearly has. Let me have a turn. I don't have an answer, but I have a question. My question is, is how quickly do you think we go offline? Like if the guillotine cuts your head off, like it can't possibly be like, like instantaneous that you just go offline because like I, it's your brain. I I think it would be functioning. All right. Well, here I, I, I pulled up an article, sciencealert.com. When John Paul Merritt's killer, Charlotte Corday was executed by guillotine in 1793 a man named Francois Legras allegedly lifted her head and slapped both cheeks. This is, uh, this is actually covered by Dan Carlin in this episode. 
Onlookers claim that Corday's face took on an angry expression and her cheeks became flushed. There are other reports of history of severed heads that seem to have shown signs of consciousness. Anne Borlin, for example, apparently tried to speak after being beheaded. Yeah. But what these, the fuck? But are these stories bogus or is there scientific evidence that the head can remain conscious after it's been separated from the body that sustains it? In recent years, there has been significant interest in what has been called the world's first potential head human transplant. Of, of course, yes. we covered this on the shows that that super wacky Russian doctor who was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a head transplant, which really is a body transplant when you think about it. Cause he was going to, he was literally going to take a guy who had a terminal disease. And the idea was he was going to go, oh, we're going to cut your head off of your body and we're going to reattach it to a, a dead body. And that's a medical Dude, breakthrough. That shit <laughs> is fine. That's just why. That's Dude, a, there's some ethical shit what, there. What if it was a pig body? Uh, wait, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Now we're really getting into some Margaret Atwood shit. Um, so if there were a go-ahead, and that that is increasingly unlikely that this is going to happen, the transplant would push multiple boundaries of science. The most obvious one being how long and whether the head and its contents might survive following the removal from its original body. The brain and all structures it supplies need oxygen to function. The brain accounts for 20% of all oxygen used in the, in the body. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Once the blood vessels... It uses three times more oxygen than the, the rest of your body. Yeah, wild. Once the, uh, once the blood vessels in the neck are severed, the oxygen supply is halted. Whatever oxygen remains in the blood and tissues after the fatal blow would certainly be there for use. Right. But it wouldn't last long. Movement would only be possible in tissues or structures still attached to the head, such as muscles for moving the eyes or mouth, because the nerves supplying those muscles would still be connected. Other animals' heads can survive much longer, as is the case of a chef in China reportedly killed by a venomous snake bite in 20 minutes after its head had been removed. That's fucking crazy. So he cuts the, cuts the head off a snake, venomous snake. It's been deheaded for 20 minutes and he had got bit by it and died. Okay. Um, so most recently That's understanding crazy. in the areas of research has turned to what people who suffer death or near death experiences are aware of when going through such events. People who have suffered a heart attack or cardiac arrest describe events that were occurring to them or in the room around them while undergoing resuscitation. This suggests that while their heart may not be beating, their brain is certainly aware of what's going on around them, even though they displayed none of the critical signs of consciousness. Other studies have shown activity in the brain 30 minutes after the heart has stopped beating. These so-called delta brain waves are also often seen as stages of sleep and relaxation. Most recently, research has shown that even after the heart stops beating, there is still activity in the brain. It finishes with a final wave of activity that sweeps across the brain, occurring minutes after the heart finishes beating, termed spreading depolarization. The activity detected in humans in these studies is large enough to be detected by an electro uh, electroencephalogram, a device measuring electricity electrical activity in the brain. Studies in other organisms have suggested that even 48 to 96 hours after death, gene expression and activity is still occurring in some case, in some cases increasing in quantity. That's fucking crazy. 96 hours after death. 
Whoa. Yeah, so there's like there's things happening, but like not on the level of how we are. No, but like, do you think for three seconds or like one second, if you oh. got a, your head chopped off, you that there would be a possibility that you could like yeah. see? Yo, for a maybe, maybe the most maybe fam- the most famous case of surviving decapitation is probably that of Mike. Mike survived <laughs> being decapitated Mike. for guess how long? Twelve minutes. No, you go. I got twelve minutes from Brian. What do you think? It's got to be long, obviously. Or I mean, so how long? I don't know. Uh, yes. Two minutes. 18 months. No. How, you might ask? Well, it Mike appears... Mike was a venomous He obviously snake. wasn't completely decapitated. <laughs> or he wasn't a it person. It appears the supposedly fatal cut managed to cut at an angle through his brain stem, keeping the parts of his central nervous system that control the basic functions alive. A timely and well-placed blood clot stopped him from bleeding to death. Hold on. Was his head completely separated from his body? Now, did I mention that Mike was a chicken? Uh, I told you it was another He was perhaps the longest lived example of running around uh, like a headless chicken. But still, that's fucking crazy. 18 months. And and this this isn't like the this is the brain alive or is the head alive or the body alive? What the body. The body was the body continued to live. This this is actually the brain stem was still intact. Yeah. So the body of the chicken lived for 18 months. Walking around, fucking, you know, just like that's a longer lifespan than most chickens. Okay, guys. I have a real I have a real question for you. So if you if you knew there was an afterlife, that's Mike. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I, th- I think of this. This question comes to me because I think of like, wouldn't it be cool if you could know, like, if you? So I think like if if you knew there was an afterlife and you knew you're, you were going to die, and you could choose how you would die, so that you could talk about what that experience was like in the afterlife, what way would you want to go? Do you mean like what way would you? choose to die so that you could brag in the afterlife <laughs> not not brag but like tell your friends about it you know but, but yeah, you're saying yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah you're saying like you know you, you know you're going to die you know and, you're going to die which really doesn't mean anything at all because you know there's an afterlife yeah. so dying doesn't really fucking no, you matter. know you're going to be alive in an afterlife right with all your buddies right okay and you want to <laughs> and you want to tell them about the cool way that you died right what cool way would you die? Oh man, that's a good question. I because know. I was thinking about if I would want to, I would maybe want to consider having my head cut off with a by a, a guillotine because then you'd be able to say for sure how long your head rolled around for on the ground and you could see. I think I'd want to jump from space, like a Felix yeah. Baumgartner jump from space. See you if just I was jump your- and then freeze to death. And, yeah, and yeah. oxygen pulled well, out of no. your body. Well, no, I, no, I, no, no I'd want to hit the ground. Hit the, you want to jump from really, really I'd go, high up. Yeah, I mean, like, well, what what did Felix Baumgartner do? It was like 150,000 like, feet or something. Yeah. yeah, he jumped from space, but he, you know, it's like... He can see he, the curvature of the Earth. Technical yeah, yeah, yeah. space. Yeah, it's not a technical space. It's a, it's a tec- I know no, it's not, it is a technical no, it's space, not. but it's no, not. No, it's the, it's the upper atmosphere. Yeah. And, but... It looks like space. It's like those billionaires. They didn't go to space. No, I know. They went really high. Well, SpaceX like, people did. But it it was be, Blue Origin people did not. It would be more exciting to tell yeah. your friends you about ask, like, see, like... No, no, it was a clear difference. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, see, it would be... it would Like, Taylor, that would be okay, I would say, because like you could talk about what it was like to fall towards the ground. So wait, what was the question? If you knew you were going to come back in the afterlife and you could die in a cool way so that you'd tell your friends about it in your, the afterlife, your and they would be like... Your buddies, you're gonna tell your buddies about it. What cool way would you want to die so that you could tell your friends about how cool it was? So you could effectively brag to your buddies. 
But what makes it cool? Well, that's What's, what I'm saying. Well, that's that up to you. Up that's, to you. Subjective. that's subjective. That. And you know we love the subjective objective talk talk around here. Love it. I I'd probably choose like a like like losing to like the last duel ever the last pistol duel of all time that would be a pretty cool like the last legal duel that took place in north america what russian roulette every day until you die but like that would suck if you deer hunter it's a great movie if it was like the first one that would suck like the first round that you spun in the chamber and you died well it wouldn't really suck because you're going to you're you're not dying you're going to be with your buddies in the afternoon you're going to be with your buddies so (laughs) it's like you're just like, You're just punching your ticket to the, really to thinking, the party. Like I would think, like being eaten by a shark, or like, dude, you don't think the last <laughs> legal duel isn't the fucking coolest way to die? I think. I, I think mean, in you your lose, opinion, you're a loser. Is. You fucking loser because <laughs> yeah. you lost yeah. the fucking duel. Yeah, so you wouldn't really want to brag to your. Well, that's friends pretty about cool. That. Yeah, you could be like, I won the last duel, and then I shot myself in the head right after that, and tell your friends about it. Or won cool. the last duel and then died of old age, and then you come back and, the, and you're like, "Yeah, here's a cool way I died." That's actually I really didn't. funny. Is that like actually probably the coolest way to brag to your friends and be like, "I actually stayed alive for yeah, a yeah, really long I died time. at 112 years old." That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, all right, folks, let's uh, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, before we do, I want to read a couple of uh, really uh, heartfelt letters that came in. Uh, one here is uh, from Instagram. This is all in reference to last week's episode, which really actually means a lot to us like that. That conversation was pretty special. Um, so much so that we released uh, some merch on the, on the sh- store shop.sickboypodcast.com. Uh, the I'm expanding and I'm contracting shirts. You can get them right now. And if you're one of our patrons, uh, make sure you use your promo code that gets you 15% off. Did you hear about Sadie's jokes about those shirts? I did. Really funny. She said uh, we should give the I'm contracting shirts to uh, pregnant women to oh, wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and she said that's that funny. with the uh, I'm expanding shirt, she said that she was going to buy them in every size and go into a room and just put on the really large one and then go and change after a little <laughs> bit. Halloween, put on like yeah. one smaller, one that's, smaller, one smaller. That's pretty good. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is really funny. Uh, so this came in through uh, Instagram from JT. Hello, you three. Thanks so much for the recent episode. It must have been extremely difficult to be so open and vulnerable on such a public pla- uh, public forum. It wasn't. This is what we do. Um, <laughs> I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, it had been I'd been on a high for weeks after Alberta announced the Tricapta coverage, but then the nerves hit. I couldn't put into words what I was feeling or why. Now I think JT lives a CF for context here. JT Firstman. Uh, I was given the this amazing gift. My friends and family were just given this gift. What did I have to feel anxious about? That episode helped me understand that I feel lost. I've made many hard decisions to keep me. I've made many hard life decisions to keep me at my healthiest. Choices I didn't like, but I liked feeling okay-ish more. On Trikafta, all these choices open up. I get to play at being a normal person. I feel like I'm months from hitting puberty. What do I do with a new body? A new body at 32 is really hard to wrap your head around. Anyways, thanks so much. My tears have been shed this month and more tears were shed during that episode. And finally, congrats, Jeremy. Even though there are many confusing feelings, you might not be tortured every day by your own body. That's something to celebrate. And I think you're right on oh, yeah. that. Uh, this, this And uh, from, for somebody from Alberta, that seems like a pretty nice person. Pretty forward thing to say. Yeah. Um, actually, JT wrote in to us. We read a, a letter from that person as well not long ago about uh, them living with CF and vaccines and that whole yes. thing. Um, hey, JT. Uh, this is from Shaylin. Dear sick boy, after savoring the 1022 Tricapta episode all day, I felt compelled to write in. This was far and away the most powerful episode you guys have ever put out. 
Jeremy, thank you for sharing your experience with us. I've been listening since the beginning. I don't even remember how I found out about Sick Boy. So I feel like I know you well. This was such a beautiful conversation, and it was so special to hear you work through your complex feelings around the availability of Trekafta. I appreciate the duality you talked about, how this is such a positive community development, but that it also comes with a complicated personal grief. This ability to feel two competing feelings at once is something I learned to embrace in therapy. Shout out to Brian. My heart gets a little bit bigger every time you gush about mental health. It's hard to break out of the habit of thinking in a binary way, and it was really emotional and encouraging for me to hear you wrestle with this news. This summer, I had my first child, a boy. Congrats. I hope that someday he finds friends like the three of you. I admire your love for each other, your vulnerability, and your sense of humor through some difficult conversations. Keep sharing your gifts. We're all better off listening to what you're putting out into the world. Thank you. Hey, with a parent like you, I'm sure that your kid will will become a person like us that's open about talking sure. about their feelings and yeah. stuff. And, and, there, was, uh, uh, there was many, many other letters that we got uh, mm-hmm. through the week, and we appreciate all of them. Thank you so much for... Uh, for listening to the podcast, for sharing your thoughts and your feelings. And of course, um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating or review. It would mean the world to us. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button. And of course, here on YouTube every Friday, Feel Good Friday segments. If you're in the comments section, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can hit us up there. Yeah, I know you didn't get a chance to read those other letters, but to everybody else who reached out and said, man up and stop whining, um, we we heard you, and that's why we're this considering. episode... Well, we took that feedback and really applied it to this episode. We're considering, this episode. Yep. Yeah. Considering about, really embodying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Because I'm ashamed <laughs> of myself. <laughs> Do you want to tell anybody? As you, as you uh, should be. Do you want to tell? Do you want to tell people something, Taylor? Well, uh, like, uh, yeah. They, they like if they wanted to like also send in letters. Yeah, if you like the show or whatever, <laughs> you can write a letter to sick letters at sickboypodcast dot com. And um, if you want to be on the show, <clears throat> which we would love to have you, obviously, uh, you can do that by going to sickboypodcast dot com slash contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, a huge thank you to uh, Jeff Lonis. Um, it was nice to uh, go to dinner with you the other night. Um, that was enjoyable. With our and homie Jody uh, Carrington. We took Jody Carrington out for dinner. She was a past Sick Boy guest. Uh, amazing, amazing woman. Go check her out if you oh, haven't. Dude, uh, we talked a lot about stuff. therapy at dinner. It was nice. We did. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank you to Richard Coyne for the theme music. Mm-hmm. Uh, On guys, tour right now. Go check yeah, out Richard Coyne yeah. if he's coming to your town in the U.S. of A. Guys, favorite part of my week right here. So for real, you guys for that. check out Rich's tour schedule. Yeah. And oh. go because because oh, yeah. th- and this isn't just because <laughs> we are friends with Rich and that we know Rich. They're, they're life changing. I, I be- long before I knew Rich as, as a friend. I, I went to his shows and his sh- live shows are legit. The possibly the funnest live show that is out there on planet yeah, earth right I, now. I went to, so uh he kicked off the tour with the show here in halifax before he left a couple of days ago and i went to see the show actually jody and jeff came with um and uh it was the show that he is touring right now for his latest album is just bananas so much fun such a fucking party and if you love films and and um like memeable internet videos and and kitschy dancey feel good pop music oh dude he's i i said this uh, after his last show 
that uh, that we were all at. Um, he's a superhero. When he yeah. gets on stage, he's he turns yeah. in. He's like I said, Clark catchy. Ken. I meant catchy. He's he's like Clark Ken in in real life, and he's Superman when he hits the stage. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. great. Yeah. That is yeah. That's great. That is great. Richo Coin on tour right now. Go check him out. <laughs> um, that's it for that's this it. week. Yeah, I'm Brian. I'm Taylor, and I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. I miss Lauren. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.